they, they've just seen that you're different from everyone else who usually just wants to talk about themselves. But what you did is you made them feel genuinely good about themselves. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on, how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session. Coachwithtrevor.com. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and happy Sunday. Hope you are having a Best Ever weekend. And uh, because it's Sunday, we're going to do a special segment called Skill Set Sunday, where we talk about a very specific skill that will help you in your real estate business and as an entrepreneur. Um, with us today, we've got a return Best Ever guest, Bob Berg. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, Joe. Happy Best Ever Sunday to you and your Best Ever listeners. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Bob is, you, you'll probably recognize his voice if you're a loyal Best Ever listener. He has been on the show before, and ap- actually it's episode 104, and it's titled, Do This One Thing, Then Watch Your Sales Surge um, and Grow. Uh, and you can go check that out. There's actually a link to it in the show notes page. A little bit about Bob uh, before we get into um, his back, before he gets into his background in more detail. He's the author of Endless Referrals. He's the author of Go Givers Sell More. He's the author of Adversaries into Allies Win People Over Without Manipulation or Coercion. And he's the author of one of my favorite books, um, The Go Giver, which actually just had a re-release and they've included a Q&A session as well as a discussion guide in the back. So congrats on The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver um, actually has been on the Wall Street Journal's bestsellers list. It's published over uh, 21 languages and uh, is the fourth book of his to sell over 250,000 copies. So first and foremost, congrats on the success of The Go-Giver and the re-release of it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Joe. He's based in Jupiter, Florida. And with that being said, the focus of our conversation today, since it is Skillset Sunday, the focus is how to create a referral-based business. Um, So Bob, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll jump into uh, the Skillset Sunday and the referral-based business. Sure. Well, I began as a broadcaster, first in radio and then in television. Uh, Wasn't particularly good at it and ended up graduating into sales. 
didn't have any any sales knowledge per se, so I I floundered for the the first few months, and I I then fortunately came across a book in the bookstore called How to Master the Art of Selling by Tom Hopkins, which really provided a great system for uh, for selling, and began to uh, you know I really studied that, and really within weeks my my sales began to uh, climb because I had a system. I, I I define a system as simply the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, the key being predictability. If it's been if it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, uh, then you know that all you need to do is A and, and uh, continue to do A, you'll get the desired result of B. So I began to do that. I started studying Zig Ziglar, who became a real hero of mine and, and others, and uh, eventually worked my way up to sales manager of a company and then started showing others how to do the same. One of my, uh, I guess, strengths was was developing referral business. And uh, because of that, one of the topics I discussed when I began speaking was how to cultivate a network of endless referrals business. And that first book, Endless Referrals, came out. So uh, referrals are a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so I'm glad it is to you, too. Yeah, and uh, I'm, and most importantly, I'm glad it is to all the best ever listeners. And basically, it, for anybody being um, in the real estate business or as an entrepreneur, referrals are the number one way to generate new business. And I, I know from my advertising experience, you know, I was the youngest vice president of a New York City advertising agency. And one thing, probably the main thing I learned, um, one is, well, I guess two things. One is the parties are a lot of fun at advertising agencies whenever <laughs> you're a young professional. But two is that... Um, Word of mouth referrals are the number one source of generating clients and sales. That's that's the number. The the if you're referred by somebody else um, to something, then your likelihood to purchase is exponentially higher than any other way of of getting to that um, that product or that service. And uh, with you know with real estate, clearly. I mean, uh, being a referral-based business would would be beneficial. So that's why I'm so excited to dive into this. So how do we create a referral-based business? Well, one of the things we really do is to to understand that, in a sense, it's all about influence, and that kind of sounds backwards in a in a way, um, but it really isn't. In in the Go Giver, we talk about law number three, the law of influence. Now, what first? What what is influence? Well. On a very, very basic level, influence can be defined as the ability to move a person or persons to a desired uh, action, usually within the context of a specific goal. Now, that's the, the definition, but I don't think that's the essence of influence. The essence of influence is pull, uh, pull as opposed to push. You, you know, you don't hear people say, wow, that Joe, he has so much influence. He's so influential. He has a lot of push with people. He is really pushy, man. Wow. Do I really <laughs> like that guy? No. Influence is pull. It's an attraction. Great influencers attract people to themselves and to their ideas. Now, so when so when we talk about influence, the law of influence says that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, this sounds, you know, again, kind of counterproductive, but when you think of it, the great leaders, the top influencers, and and absolutely the highest producing and top referred salespeople, 
This is simply how they run their lives and conduct their business. They're always looking for ways to place the other person's interest first. Now, to, to qualify that, when, when we say uh, place the other person's interest first, we certainly don't mean you should be a doormat or a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. Absolutely not. But it, but it really comes down to this, what, what we call the golden rule of sales and uh, of business itself. And that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's simply no more powerful, uh, no, no faster way to elicit those feelings toward you and others than by moving from an I focus or a me focus to an other focus. Or as Sam, one of the mentors in the story says, making your win about the other person's win. So that's the mindset. That's not the how-to, but that's the mindset. It's looking for ways to bring value to others. That's one of the best ways, Joe, to make yourself referable. I love talking to you because it's just like, it's like an inject injection of just uh, um, a mentality that I know I need to continue to have in my life and I know it, it's beneficial for others and that's why I love the go-giver so darn much. And that's why I reached out and for best ever listeners, if you haven't listened to that first episode, that's why I reached out to Bob in the first place. My sister actually recommended Bob's book to me and then I, I read and I was like, oh my gosh, he has to be on the show. Uh. And I think and I think you're actually uh, one of the first uh, non-real estate uh, investor interviews that I had on the show and and perhaps one of the reasons why there is a special segment called Skill Set Sunday um, because I want to open it up to non-real estate mm. investors who have principles that can be applied right. to real estate. Um, so with the mentality mm -hmm. that, that you're talking about, um, you said that that's, that's not the how-to, right. it's more the mentality. What is the how-to? So let's look at just meeting someone for the first time and developing a relationship with this person. Now, this person may or may not be someone you're ever going to do business with personally, but remember, most people know about 250 other people. That's how many people most others have in their sphere of influence. Uh, this includes their immediate family, distant relatives, close friends, sometimes acquaintances, uh, the person who delivers their mail, the plumber, the tailor, the person who cuts their hair, and, and they know tons and tons of people. And so let's say you go somewhere where there are people who are what we call centers of influence, people who they themselves typically have a very large, powerful sphere. They are connectors. They are people who know a lot of people. And if you can create relationships with these people, you've got, you, you, you can develop what we call an army of personal walking ambassadors. Those are your referral sources. So where do you meet those kind of people? Well, first of all, you can meet them online too, but just looking at, at this as a, a local type of thing, uh, you know, you, you can meet them whether it's at your, the stereotypical chamber of commerce business function, if you will. It could be at a party. It could be at a charitable event where there's usually very successful people, charity events or charity balls. It might be the PTA meeting uh, at your kid's school. It could be, it could be anywhere. Uh, and when you meet this person, you know, don't think of them as someone you're going to get something from. <laughs> think of them instead as something you can give something to, that you can add some value to. And one of the ways to do this, first and foremost, is to simply focus the conversation on them. 
allow them to talk about themselves. Most people love to talk about themselves. And when you can ask questions that genuinely and authentically show that you care, right away, this is where you begin to establish a referral-based relationship. So just asking this person, how did you get started in the so-and-so business? How did you get your start as a you know, chiropractic professional? Or how did you get your start uh, in education, let's say this person might be superintendent of schools. You know, how did you get your start as a, you know, as as uh, in the office products profession? Maybe this person's vice president of a, a, a local office products company, what have you. And this is a question that's not a particularly slick or clever question, but it's a question people love to answer for a couple of reasons. One is you know, they, they've just seen that you're different from everyone else who usually just wants to talk about themselves. But what you did is you made them feel genuinely good about themselves by asking them to share their story. This is something that most people are never, ever asked to do. And yet here is you who they first met communicating that you find them so fascinating. You want to know about them. You want to know their story. Um, a second question to ask is just uh, what do you enjoy most about what you do? It, it might come across more like, wow, you must have had some fascinating experiences over the years. Uh, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Now, again, this runs opposite of, of what we're usually taught, right? To either find this person's pain or to, you know, to not really care. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's what I call a feel-good question, because by the very nature of the question, this person is going to be sharing with you joy in their life, what they enjoy most. Now, the third question, though, is the key. I call this the one key question. And this right now is going to separate you in their mind as someone totally different from everyone else. And it's going to have them look at you as a person of real value. And that is to say this, uh, let's say the person you're taught you're speaking with is in sales. You might say, uh, Dave or Mary, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with uh, would be a good prospect for you? How can I know if someone I'm speaking with would be a good prospect mm, for you? That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have just, again, continued to totally focus on them. And with that question, you've let them know that your goal is to bring value to them. Plus, you've asked in a way, the very way you frame the question is such that this person knows you're looking out for them and they will have a tendency to want to do the same for you. Now, if this person's not in sales, it's the same principle, but you might say, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with would be a good connection for you or a good contact for you? Or how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is someone you'd like to meet? Okay. So when we ask those questions, right, just during a first conversation, that says a lot. Now, if, if you're at a place where you've met a couple of other people and so forth and introduce people to one another by name, and let each of them know what the other does for a living and how to know who'd be a good contact for them or a good prospect for them. Again, you're setting yourself up as a center of, of influence, someone who is in the know, and you soon you know, become what you project. Now, a huge thing is after you've met this person, you wanna make sure to get their business card, um, is to send a personalized handwritten 
uh, note to them, not an email. I mean, I love email, love social media, do all those things, absolutely. But there's nothing like sending a personalized, handwritten note to a person to follow up with. Uh, I have mine on a, a specialized eight and a half by three inch type note card. It's a uh, 80 to 90 pound cardstock, so it's got some texture to it. It's got my company name, my name, uh, a small picture because people think in pictures uh, and plenty of white and contact information, but it's it's got um, plenty of white space to write the note. And in blue ink, you would simply write, Hi, Dave, or hi, Mary, or dear Mary, or dear Mr. Johnson, however the relationship's been established. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, if I can ever refer business your way, I certainly will. Or if I can ever, if I ever come across a great connection for you, I certainly will. Or, you know, best wishes for continued success. I really enjoyed learning about your business. You know, whatever it happens to be. Put it in a number 10 envelope, put a regular stamp or a commemorative stamp on it, handwrite it in, in the uh, address, name and address, send it out. Uh, again, this person now sees you as someone who, wow, what a professional, a person who fought, who, you know, asked such great questions was so attentive and then followed up with a, a nice handwritten note. That's a professional. That's someone I can do business with, or that's someone I can refer. And then we're going to continue to find ways to add value to this person's life. And it might be online through social media. It might be through sending this person, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you, you know, you learned about their their interests or likes. Maybe you you know they went to a certain college and you find some information on that college uh, about something that happened. You send it in a note, what have you. Or, you know, there's all sorts of ways we can look to add value to people's lives. And as we do this, we become someone this person really feels good about. And when we when we feel the know, like, and trust has been built, now we can actually meet with this person in person. That might not be to do business with them directly, because again, that might not be something they're interested in. But we can certainly let them know that we're in the process of ex of expanding our referral business. And, you know, would it be possible to take a few quick minutes and run past the names of some people you know who I might be able to help or something along those lines? What happens if you start, if you ask them a couple questions and they're very short responses and you can tell, because I've, I've been in situations, I'd say maybe 30% of the time, whenever I take a similar approach, I haven't asked these specific questions. I love that third one, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, how, can, how can I know if someone I meet would be a good prospect for you um, or a connection for you? But I'd say about 30% of the time uh, when I'm at a meeting or wherever, uh, I, I ask similar questions and then they get, I get a sense um, that they want me to talk and they're not as comfortable sharing. They're, they're not as much of a storyteller. They're more closed. Mm -hmm. um, how do you take that? What do you do with that approach? Sure. Well, remember within the que the questions that you ask have got to be questions that this person is, is naturally going to enjoy uh, answering. Uh, you can also ask that person about their family uh, or their recreation uh, or their, what I call message or, something that they, you know, a charity or something that they are very interested. So again, if you ask the questions that they want to talk about, they're much more likely to. But again, let's say, let's go back to this, that every so often you do get someone who's a little more closed and not really the person who wants to, to open up. Uh, it's okay for you to talk and it's okay to share things with them. But what you want to do is share things looking for a connection, looking for something similar. 
you know, looking for where you, you know, did you grow up in the same basic area? You know, do you know some of the same people or do you have some of the same interests? Do you both have kids? And, 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 and when you can really bring about some sort of affinity with that person, now that person's going to let down their defenses a little bit. What are some tactical ways to, and you mentioned a couple, um, but if you have any more, even better, um, tactical ways to add value after you uh, write them that uh, mm-hmm. postcard and you're staying in touch with them? And, and what's the frequency too? Yeah, well, first, you can, you can add value by doing a, a, a number of, of things. For one of the best is actually referring them to someone. <laughs> so, you know, be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you can refer, this doesn't always happen, of course, but whenever you can refer someone to them, that's the best thing you can do. Uh, or even just introducing them to someone who might be a good, uh, you know, connection with them. Now, of course, you don't want to just go making introductions without getting permission first. But, you know, you can email this person, you know, I'd like to introduce you to somebody by mutual email uh, who I believe would be able to help you with so-and-so, so-and-so, would that be okay? And then you do with the other person so they both, you know, understand. And then you give them both good edifying uh, introductions. But, you know, there's always information. And the big thing is information. There's always information that people would enjoy. But that's why it's up to you when you meet this person and as you get to know them to get to know what their interests are. When you're making a, a concerted effort to meet people, add value in their life, make introductions, on a very uh, tactical level, how, how many hours in a week do you personally spend doing this? Um, because I, I feel like it could get out of hand almost. And you might say, well, Joe, if you want a referral-based business, then this would be a top priority. But I, I, I'm just like grappling with how do I manage my time and prioritize this? Well, you don't do it with everyone, you know, so it's not as though you're, you're going to do this with everyone you meet. But when you do meet people, you're going to determine, you know, is this someone who I do want to have a referral relationship with? And yeah, you do need to take time to cultivate that. And now the ones that you don't do that with, that doesn't mean you're not a nice person or ignore it. It just means that's not a person uh, whom you're going to invest that kind of time in. Uh, but someone who you want to have a referral-based relationship with, sure, that is what you do. But it doesn't have to take a lot of time either because when you think of it, you know, you send a note to that person. Uh, I, I like to actually send a, um, a scratch pad, a, uh, a note pad that that person can keep on their desk so they always have in front of them uh, my name, my picture, a benefit statement about what I do so that they know who to uh, who would be a good referral for me. Remember, there's something like that they're going to keep on their desk by their phone. It's actually utilitarian. It's something they can use. And yet we don't have to. And it's a value to them because it's something they're going to write on. And we don't have to be. so. But no, it's not something where you constantly have to be uh, you know, on top of this person, sending them things, calling them. But no, but you should still put it down in your, uh, you know, on your uh, contact management uh, to, uh, you know, to connect every few weeks or so or every month. Do you have a, a contact management system or is it manual? How do you uh, organize mine's it? Mine's manual, but remember, I, I kind of, uh, because of what I do now, our two big things are speaking clients that we don't really even market that much to anymore. As I get older, I'm 57 now, I'm, I'm not looking to speak 
more than I was. I'm looking to speak less than I was. <laughs> so we we pretty much only go on referrals by this point or someone having read The Go-Giver, then they call and ask if I can speak. So so we don't really outward bound market at this point. So I'm I'm kind of through with that part of really cultivating that that referral network. I have a very, very large network and I'm able to keep in touch with them uh, more through um, online and so forth at this point. Although, hey, uh, every so often, you know, if something comes up, I see they've done something, whatever, I'll still send a handwritten uh, personal note. Uh, and then we have a uh, certified go-giver speaker program and where we have people in different countries who, you know, license my uh, intellectual properties. But again, we put attraction marketing mechanisms in place and they tend to find us. And then from that point, you know, we develop that relationship, but it's not really so much a referral based relationship. And just to tie it all together, uh, so we've been adding that we've we've and I'll summarize at the very end, but um, we we've gotten to the point where we have uh, been adding value to their life. Um, and how does that tie back to sales, getting more business done? Because when these people know, like, and trust you, they are much much more likely to be responsive to you when you ask about referring you to others. Got it. And, you know, when you do ask, and, and I, I'd given you what I call a marketing bridge area earlier when you say, I'm in the process of expanding my referral business. I find it's helpful to partner with my friends such as you. Can we take a few quick minutes and run past the names of some people? I might be able to help. I don't leave it at that and expect them to come up with names. I would instead utilize something I learned from Tom Hopkins years ago, and that is to funnel down their world into small groups of people they can see. For example, if you're talking with Gary and you know he's a golfer, you might ask Gary, you know, do you golf with different people or the same? He says, oh, no, the same people every time. You know, Harry Brown, Michael Cloud, Dr. Mary Ruart, the four of us are have been golfing buddies for years. So now I might ask if any of those three would be people he would feel, uh, you know, would like to hear from me. Or, you know, he's a member of Rotary Club. So I'd ask him who within that Rotary Club he is uh, particularly good friends with or serves on a committee with. So I'm going to funnel down people's worlds into small groups they can see they can picture in their mind's eye and make it easier for them to come up with names of people to refer me to. I love it. Bob, is there anything that we haven't talked about as it relates to how to create a referral-based business that you think we should mention? No, I think it's just more understanding that the key is that if you will take your focus off yourself and, and place it on others, uh, you'll just be amazed at how how – they will be interested in you. Yes, 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 yes. And then <laughs> I feel like um, it, it would be beneficial for everybody to have a a power talk by you every morning, just like <laughs> ten minutes, just to reinforce this mentality. Because I I wholeheartedly embrace uh, everything that you're saying, and um, I, I think yeah, you know, going from what you started talking about at the beginning and how you just uh, very succinctly summarized it, um, you mentioned your influence is determined by how. Um, abundantly, abundantly yeah. you place other people's interests first. Um, and, and then, you know, the, so basically taking that approach, uh, having walking ambassadors, as you mentioned, um, referring business back to you 
is the number one way to have a referral-based business. Um, so then the question becomes, how do you um, create and cultivate walking ambassadors? And you walked us through the step-by-step process. When you meet them, you focus the conversation on them, allow them to talk about themselves. There's a whole lot of thems, <laughs> and that's intentional. Um, and you ask three three types of questions. Now, it doesn't have to be these specific questions, specifically worded, but essentially, how did you get your start? Um, what do you enjoy most about what you do? And then your, your third question, um, how can I know if someone I meet would be a good prospect for you? Yes. I love that. I just left a conference uh, in Miami, so in, in your state, uh-huh. um, where it was a family office conference uh, and there's uh, basically companies that over, o- oversee the management of billionaire families' money. Um, and there's a lot of, of high-profile people there. And I'm wondering, how the hell can I add value to some of these individuals' lives? And uh, that would have been I'm, – I'm replaying some of the interactions I had. Um, and I, I'd say if I took a test before on the proficiency of what you talked about, I would have gotten a, a B. Uh, but I, I – wish I would have had this conversation before I went because then I'd probably get an A plus um, <laughs> just following your advice. I have a feeling I, I you did it. very, very well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how, we'll see how it turns out in 2016 with, with the re- relationship I get from that. But um, then once you meet with them, then having some sort of follow up, you like the handwritten approach. And I know firsthand that you do because you've sent me um, a hand, a handwritten note after our conversation. Um, and then, uh, really, if if you're having a hard time with the kind of the the bouncing back and forth, if if they're just kind of uh, not really having as much of a conversation, then think about uh, the questions you're asking should be enjoyable for them to talk about. And if all else fails, then you can talk about yourself um, a little bit more, but with an eye towards what are some commonalities exactly. uh, that that you can that you can focus. On. I love the very end um, when you mentioned uh, one of the things that. Uh, that Tom Hopkins uh, had uh, probably in his book, I imagine, yes. since you said you read it, and that is to funnel down mm-hmm. their world into small groups. And I, I can uh, anybody ra- who raises money for real estate uh, can directly apply this advice when we're speaking to people and we're looking for a referral after we've added tremendous value uh, to their life. And the tremendous value uh, can be primarily referring someone to them um, because you've already primed them with that question so you know who that is but after that um, it, it's funneling down into their world and and if the example that you gave the the you know golf buddies um, helping with within the context of their lives bring it into frame or bring it into kind of a clear picture of who they could refer you to versus do you know of anyone exactly well let me think right about that. Uh, <laughs> exactly yeah it's like do you know anybody on your flag football team joe well well there's three people what well, this guy might be okay um so thank you so much bob this has been wonderful and how can the best ever listeners Learn more about you. Go, go get the uh, the Go Giver book, uh, the re-release. What, what, where, where can they go? Best thing is probably just to visit uh, www.burg.com and everything's right there. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for being on the show and uh, sharing this skill set and hope you have a best ever weekend. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Great weekend to you and all your listeners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.